Welcome to the Tanakh Podcast. Today, Sefer Amos, Perek Bet, Chapter 2. Our learning is dedicated to Chayalit Zahal, to the brave soldiers of the IDF, for their success and safety, for the swift return of the Khatutim, and to the healing and speedy recovery of all the wounded in this war in Gaza. Chapter 2 of Amos takes us into the world of social justice. For three sins of Israel... And for four, I will not forgive. Al Michram Bekesef Sadiq, because they sold the righteous for silver, the Evyon, and the poor, but Avor Na'alayim, and the poor for, for mere shoes. What is happening? Al Michram Bekesef Sadiq. All the commentaries say that we are dealing with a crooked justice system. People come to court, the Tzadik, the righteous, the people who are innocent come to court, they expect to get a fair trial, but. The judge is taking bribes. He has been paid off with kesef, with money, with silver, and therefore he is selling the righteous down the river. Now they will suffer for a crime that they have not done. And even worse, the poor, the poorer classes of society will even be sold for the most meager bribe, even a bribe of a new pair of shoes. They step proudly on the dust above the heads of the poor. Here we have a sense of the aloofness of the wealthy classes of Shomron who walk around without even a regard for the lower classes, the people who are maybe in the service industries, who are serving them, be it in stores or their servants in their in their beautiful parties. Father and son will go to the girl in order to profane my name. Here we seem to be talking about some sort of sexual crimes, whether we're talking about people engaged in prostitution or whether we're talking about a promiscuous environment. But let me focus on verse 8. Here, the prophet is describing a scene in the temples of the north, right? The temples of the north, and people are sitting by the Mizbeach, by the altar. They're in the houses of their gods, and what are they drinking? They're drinking wines that they have taken in penalties for late loans. You have people who have loaned money, and these are the loan sharks. These are the mafiosi, and they have taken, you know, uh, penalties, for people who haven't paid their debts and those why and they've bought wine with them or maybe they've taken fines of wine and now they're drinking them in their temples they've taken the torah says if you have the poor and the widow you're not allowed to take a pledge of their garments because they have very little to wear they have very little to cover themselves with at night and these very begadim these begadim chavulim these uh things that they have taken as pledged for their loans. We're talking about poor people who have taken loans in order to be able to simply feed their children. And uh, the, the the loan shark has asked them for a pledge, for a security for the loan. 
and they spread out these beautiful fabrics on their couches as they sit at their religious feasts. Their religious feasts are in some way phony. They are uh, full of um, the oppression of the poor when what they're drinking are the wines they've taken as penalties for late loans and the fabrics that they're lying on are in fact uh, taken as a security from the poorer classes. And he says, You know, you want the first nation to be in this land. Before you were the Emirates. And the Emirates thought they were as high as the cedars. They thought they were as um, safe or secure as the, as the oak trees. But I totally rooted them out. I destroyed their fruit above and their roots below. You think you're so strong. You think you're invulnerable. Well, I've got news for you. And, and the, the sense of the, the haughtiness, the, the, the pride, the aloofness, the not seeing the poor, it seems to be this, this atmosphere, which seems to really bug Amos, who's, who's frankly a, a sort of a, a humble herdsman, a humble farmer. And he says, you know, I got rid of the Emirates. And I brought you out from Egypt and I brought you through the wilderness of 40 years to, to, to inherit their land. Didn't you learn anything? Didn't you learn the lesson of the wilderness when you were, when then you were humble and you just lived in a tent and now, and he continues in verse 11 and 12, I set up your sons to be prophets and your young men to be Nazarites, to be Nazirim. In other words, I gave you mechanisms whereby you would be able to have holy people around you to teach you about holiness. That is the legacy of B'nai Yisrael. But what did you do? You have corrupted the Nazarites. You've got them. You convinced the Nazarites that they can drink wine and abrogate their Nazarites oath. And you said to those prophets, those social critics, you've banned them from speaking in public. And therefore he says, Therefore, I am going to obstruct you like a wagon, which is full of grain. You know, Amos, as I said, comes from the farm. He frequently uses agricultural metaphors. And here he says, as a wagon is weighed down when it's full of cut grain, I am going to slow you down. You are overweight. You are going to, your weight is going to make you stuck in the mud. You're like an overweight wagon, which gets stuck because of its ballast. And you too, it's your, your, your wealth and your richness and your luxury is going to get you stuck in the mud. And the chapter ends with a threat of war, right? Flight shall fail the swift, the strong shall find no strength. The warrior won't be able to save his life. He who holds the bow will not be able to stand. And even those people who are the fastest runners won't get away. Even those who are on horseback will not be able to escape. On the day in which I bring retribution, even though fiercest warrior will escape naked with nothing from the battle and just get away so says Hashem 
what we this is just an introduction to Amos, uh, where we see his sense of the rot which is in society, the wealth of society which is built on illicit gains, and the huge gap between the wealthy and the poor. Let me just uh, go back to one verse and talk about a midrash. Al Mikram Bekesef Sadiq, they sold the Sadiq for silver, Bevyon Ba'avurna Alaim, and the poor for shoes. Some of you might remember the Piyut of Asara Harugaim Al Khut, which we say on Yom Kippur. In Musaf, there is an Ashkenazi tradition to say the uh, story of the ten martyrs, the ten rabbis who were killed. Um, and in, in that particular version that we say on Yom Kippur, uh, they talk about the Roman general, the Roman emperor. Um, filling his house with shoes and calling the rabbis and say, well, you represent the 10 tribes who sold their brother for silver, right? But what's the idea of the shoes? And that's clearly a drush on this Pasuk. Indeed, Yosef, who is sometimes called Yosef HaTzadik, right, was sold for silver. They sold the tzaddik, Yosef, for silver, so if you've ever wondered while you're davening Musaf on Yom Kippur where they get the idea of filling the house with shoes, there is some sense that maybe they didn't get silver, but instead they got shoes, and it goes back to our verse in Amos. Okay, more tomorrow, Bezrat Hashem. See you then.